Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to use the um, the normal way we do the show? Or maybe we should change up the way we do the show? Or, you know, maybe we could just change up a couple pieces of how we do the show, but mostly do the show the same? Yeah, I think we should do that last one. But I was kind of thinking um, just like narratively, we could put in another bit at the end. Hmm. Okay. I think we could do that. Cue okay. music. <laughs> Welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. And welcome back from our holiday hiatus. And thank you for being with us again. Absolutely. Unlike the Mr. Misdirected Mark folks, where we've gotten really good at recording those off the cuffs as a warm up before the show, uh, we did not have content no. during our hiatus no. where, where MM had like actually content like there was something for people to listen to so welcome back we were yeah, actually gone back. we were actually yeah. gone and and just to be clear this is like i had to push the release date of this podcast from the monday date to the wednesday date because we record on saturdays and i was turning them all around from saturday to monday we do not work with a uh, a cushion <laughs> yes no 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 we don't work with a cushion friends so uh it was a lovely break it was uh very good very restful um, gave us a lot of downtime and the flexibility to do all of the holiday things and all the family stuff that we were doing this year. And now we're back. Yeah. And we'll actually talk a little bit about some of the holiday stuff when we get to the Bamboo Lounge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk about some of the things we did and um, other things like that. So anyway, let's talk about today's topic. Today's topic isn't really a question. Yeah. It's more of a discussion point. Yes. Cool. So I guess I'll, I can do this. Like, I know you normally do this, but I can I know, but kind I, of piece I, this together. But I totally threw it to you. <laughs> yeah, no, we got a, so we got a comment um, from Jim, Jim Likes Games, um, who we like Jim. Uh, we like Jim. Jim mm-hmm. Likes Games. Yep, it's, it's good. Chain Rule. We also like games. Yeah, there you go. Um, if you remember your 10th grade logic by chain rule. Anyway, um, Jim was listening to one of the MMP off the cuffs. Um, not that I remember it because I think we've talked about this in the past. I don't always remember stuff I've recorded, but we talked about house rules. Yeah, or ever. <laughs> um, we talked about house rules on there and Jim uh, liked what we were talking about. I don't want to give it away because we're going to actually go over it again in here. So Jim liked it and just commented on that it was, um, you know, good, thought-provoking topic. And we thought, why not? It's interesting to us. Why don't we talk about it here as well? Uh, and we're going to get into house rules. Yeah, and maybe maybe expand a little bit on... I think we're going to add some... I, yeah. I think we're going to go in a couple of places that the, um, the off-the-cuff didn't go. Yeah. Because it's just the nature of you and I. Yes. So, um, but yeah. It's 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 all about house rules tonight. I'm just going to say really quickly before we dive into our actual topic that the nature of you and I is definitely a Ditch Lilies song. Just I love it. I love it. <laughs> really, really oh, is. Oh, that's so fantastic. <laughs> oh God. Um, Ask I feel Chat like, GPT to write that one for us. <laughs> I feel like it is a uh, acoustic guitar. Yes. Uh huh. Like it's just a lily. 
Yes. Like the other band's not there. And it's, it's, it's 100% about some disaster relationship yes. Lily had, right? <laughs> yeah, it definitely is, obviously. The nature of you and I. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a breakup song. Hang on, I'm yeah. going to get ChatGPT on this It's a breakup song um, about the nature of you and I, and it's about how the nature, um, how like their personalities originally brought them together, but then drove them apart and how it will never work between them. That's what the song is about. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> while, while Phil feeds that um, randomly into the AI to see if we can get uh, cool lyrics <laughs> for it. Um, so, like, he does need to do the definition of house rules, though. For us, before we can go on, do you need me? Do you need me to jump in? I need in you to do quick? the definition because I can't do the definition. We're a mess. It's like we haven't recorded in no, a month. No, don't worry. I'm right here. You're right there. I'm right here. We can Let me wait quickly on define up house rules for you. <laughs> it's fine. House rules are rules in their rules that are changes to procedures, mechanics narrative, uh, and a few other things that you make to your game to better align the game to your play style. So you may, uh, we'll get into some examples in a little bit, but the idea is that your game does a thing, but you'd like it to do it just a little differently because that's what you like. And I mm -hmm. say you, I mean the group, your you group. like your yes. group. So you just wanted to do like you wanted to do it just a little different. So you apply this house rule to kind of nudge it. Mm -hmm. It's not like a full um, like rewriting of a game or creating everything from scratch or anything. It's just like the little tweaks you make to just I want it to be a little more like this, a little less like that kind of thing. Yep. Cool. OK, cool with that. Yeah, I am very cool with that. Um, so for today's actual discussion. We're going to talk about this um, as four different specific types of house rules, two of which are very closely related. Well, three of which are very closely related, but we've kind of separated them into some buckets to help us talk about them and the different ways that they can affect your game and the different parts of your game that they might be affecting, right? And I sure. think, if I remember correctly, I think the first two are actually from the MMP off the cuff, maybe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. They're 100% from and the And then we went cuff. further, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we're given some time to think about it. Yeah, and not being off the cuff, as it yeah. were. <laughs> I mean, I love off the cuffs for just that. It's a great, they're a lot of fun to just sit, uh, like throw a topic up and then just sit and chat about it. And it is very much that. It's off the cuff. We don't have scripts, anything like that. Um, but I also like, and this is why we decided to do it here, was then break it down a little. And when yeah. we, you know, when I started putting the notes together, I realized, oh, there's actually probably another category that we, mm -hmm. that's a little less common, but given some thought is also a type of house it's rule. also there. Yep. Cool. So the first type, and I think this is actually the type that many people think of when we think of house rules, um, is a mechanical house rule. And yep. this is where we're actually changing the mechanical rules to change play like the the game says roll a d20 to do this and we've decided 
that we're going to roll a, a D10 or <laughs> you know whatever. That that would that's a very random example. Well, let's give a better. Let's let's, let's give, give some, some better ones, yeah. some really solid ones, right? Like um, one that I have actually used frequently before I drifted away from D and D is milestone experience, where you don't hand out experience points. Um, you just say, okay, you've completed this part of the story arc. You all level up. So here's an interesting thing about this, right? Yeah. The interesting thing about this is I believe that 5th edition now includes Milestone XP. Oh, which do means they really? That, now it's official. It's it no has, longer a house rule. <laughs> right. Well, here's the thing, right? It, it, it has made the full circle, right? It became a house rule that so many people. So popular. So popular. So many people decided to do um, that it just became an actual rule. Yeah. And to be clear, it has a very clear purpose. I've said the word clear a lot and I might say it more, but it has a very specific purpose, which is um, twofold. One, your party is never going to be like at all wonky, right? Like if, if it is not fun for your group, as it wasn't fun for my group to have people at differing character levels, um, because the power levels are then all funky about, you know, who gets into a fight and who can be effective and that sort of thing. It solves that by everybody just levels up all at once. Right. And secondarily, it means that you as the GM don't have to guess at all about like, what level will they be when they run into big bad or what level will they be when they walk into this dungeon? I don't have to guess. I know. Cause I decided, right. Yeah. When you do this, you level up, right. So anyway, yeah. So level up is absolutely one. Um, I think the one that you and I are both, I'm pretty sure it is a house rule. Um, but uh, I'm going to look. Yeah, it's really funny. It's so, it's so ubiquitous um, that it's funny to me to try and think about it as a it, house it, rule. It may depend on the game. I'm going to say that straight up D&D 3.5 did not have critical fail. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, people, just let me know. It has been 20-something years since I've I played can, D&D 3.5. I could roll over there and grab the book, but nobody wants to rules lawyer through a podcast. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, for instance, critical hit is a rule. We Absolutely. all know roll a yeah, 20, yeah. right? That's awesome. We all know that for 3.5, a 1 is a failure, right? Uh -huh. That is auto. That is it's always a failure, failure regardless yep. of your bonuses. Um, but the idea of a critical failure, I don't think was part of 3.5. I think mm -hmm. people amended it, right? I think supplements yeah. added it on and I think yep. tables house ruled it, yeah. um, which is the thing. I will mention one more mechanical one and then we'll move off of it in, um, and, and this is common for me. So I'm not even, I, and we play many different games. So I will just say I have done it in a number of different game systems, but I will house rule if it's a point by system or something like that i will often make amendments to the uh i will house rule uh starting points for character builds and things like that sure. like i might i might say you know oh instead of you know 200 points um like everybody do 225 you're like a little better than you know you're a little better than everybody else kind of thing yeah or you know, now some games actually, you know, there are games that build that in or whatever. I'm talking about games where they basically say like, oh, you have X number of points to build a character. 
Yep. I sometimes just decide. Tweaky, tweaky. Uh, I'm what, just going to, yeah. you know, what house power level that. do you want this game to play at? And you, you can just yeah. move the dial a little bit. Yeah. yeah. That makes and, sense. You know, games have gotten game design has gotten smarter where a lot of games that have points will also have tiers of ability like uh, Cyberpunk Red has a point system that you can use. And then they have um, a table that's like, are you the main characters of the story? Are you nobodies like and they have different point totals for how awesome or not awesome you are? Yeah, that's built into the game. That's not a house rule. Yeah. Well, now 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 people are building that kind of stuff into the game because I think it's probably pretty typically was one of the dials that you could tweak in house and, ruling. Yeah. And that's again That's that, that circle this again. Is where, right. This that's is that the circle. Loop. Yeah, where because game designers are also playing games. And so the things that we house rule eventually wind up like yeah. built Be- into games. Because you're solving for a problem. But anyway, we're gonna come back to that. Yes. Let's talk about the next, <laughs> the yep. next kind yeah, the next house rule. of uh, of house rules, which is narrative, right? Yep. Um, these ones, I don't think we think about them as often, um, but they're rules that have narrative functions. So this is like I think it was our last episode um, before on break before we went on break, which um, was uh, where we were talking about. Um, not murdering or torturing people like sure. <laughs> on screen in front of everybody, like in, in ways that made things bad. Um, and one of the things that we talked about was having a house rule that if you knock someone out they're they don't come back. And that means, you know, they don't run off to the bandits to warn them. They don't, etc. Like you have completed and defeated that challenge and it's, it's gone, right? Like that part of the game is passed. Um, so that is an example of a narrative house rule where um, that's not a mechanical rule, right? That's just purely narrative. If you have sort of completed that particular arc of that person, then they're they're done, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or another example <laughs> is in our particular game, which is a sexy spy thriller game. Um, we basically, we had a conversation early on because we were like, well, this could get a little bit weird. Um, we had a conversation early on where we basically just determined that if my character is attracted to an NPC, um, or if an NPC is attracted to my character for the purposes of like uh, a mission or something like that, um, then they will have a compatible sexuality to yeah. like for my character to, you know, have intimacy with them. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's just true. Right. Like, cause that's not a part of the game that we were, we weren't particularly interested in exploring what happens when they don't like me. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah I that's mean, not what we were interested in, in seeing. Have you ever seen a James Bond movie where somebody's we're, like, well, like, you're just not my type. Uh, you're just not my type. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just not into you. Like, yeah, that's exactly. just not how the genre works. So we just like, we, we sort of noticed that weird little catch. And then we were just like, yeah, no, narratively, you know, James Bond always gets the girl. So I am the equivalent um, of James Bond always getting the girl. Sexy spy thriller, right? And the guy. And the uh, anybody. <laughs> and the anybody, all the people. correct. I get yes. all the people. All exactly. of them. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, I mean, so that's a good point. It is, it, so it was, it was genre enforcing because, yeah, like when you see James Bond, you've never seen a James Bond movie where somebody's no. been like, ah, not, like I'm good. 
I, they, you know, I mean, not they, into you. They might be like, ooh, you're hot. I'm going to sleep with you. And then, ah, 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 I've betrayed you. Sure. Um, but, but they're never, they're never going to be like, ooh. They're never yeah, not no, attracted. Yeah. Um, not really my thing. Um, exactly. So it is a narrative. <laughs> so, and so the thing about this is, it is part of the specific game we're playing, but it is not any of the mechanics of the game. It is it is affecting how the narrative of the game plays out. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And that's cool, right? Because that's the thing that you can do. Like we talked about the combatants one. Um you know, you can you can have different conventions like that, like the no revenge yep. uh, you know yeah. kind of thing or um Oh, this is a big one. And I don't want to say specifically, I'm, I'm going to say not for cyberpunk because in cyberpunk, it's a trope, which is the person who hires you for the job screws you over. Yeah. Uh, in cyberpunk, that's a trope. So it, a lot of times you actually would want that to possibly occur in a game. But you might be playing another type of game where you're mercenaries or something and you're always fearful, like, oh, the people who hire us are going to totally screw us over. So we have to do like 10 extra things to prevent that we're going to get screwed over. And so you can make a narrative house rule that's like, look, how about we all just agree that your patrons, customers, whatever, legitimately will pay up. Yeah. That like, they might screw you in other ways, but they're always going to give you the money when you show up even. Yeah. Like you can get specific. Or, not, or try not to kill you at the end of the job, which is right. also a cyberpunk trope. Like, hey, we finished the job. Cool. Now let's exterminate the evidence. Right? Like, it's it's very cyberpunk tropey. This is sort of related, but unrelated to our actual conversation. But remind me later to talk about the two um, hackers who were hired by the state of Iowa because this story was wild. Um, okay, and I'm very probably related. Forget so you probably want to write that. Yeah, down. it's very related to that whole like getting screwed as soon as you've done the job that you were sure. paid to do. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Cool. So that's narrative. That's narrative. Um, cool. Let me do the next one. Yeah. Or did I do the narrative one? No, I think I started the narrative one. So you start the table one. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. The next one is not that common, but when I describe it, you may have done this. Yeah. And for sure, I know I did. The next one is a table house rule. And this kind of starts to border on social contract stuff. In mm -hmm. fact, some of your table house rules might be in a social contract, whether it's formal or informal. Yes. And these are rules that govern gameplay that are outside of the actual game. Mm -hmm. And that, before you try to wrap your head around that, I'll just give you the example. House rules about what to do when rolling dice. Yeah. So yeah. rules like you roll in the open. What do you do if the die you rolled rolls off the table during your combat roll or skill check or something? Um, if you're using a dice tray, uh, there is inevitably the cocked die where the die bumps up against the tray and doesn't finish rolling. Like, what is the protocol for dealing with those? Now, some tables may have, may not care in the least, but I can tell you for sure years and years and years ago in my youth we had rules about what to happen what to do if your die rolled off the table on your roll yes absolutely and it changed like for a long time it was just pick it up and re-roll it and for some weird period of time it was like golf you play it where it lands <laughs> like if it rolls off yeah. the table and you under the table find it and you 
don't touch that thing and right, you, you put find it back it, you on the read table. The number on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've played both ways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So those those are less common, but they definitely exist. Yes. Now, there is actually saying that there aren't a ton of those like dice rules, but there is another thing that actually falls under this category that is way more common nowadays. Yeah. And it's safety. And this one is almost sort of a category of its own, but also kind of not. It's also a table thing. Yeah. It just is. It's worth calling out very clearly. Um, and this is when when a safety tool is not baked into the game um, to create content boundaries or editing, um, then when you add safety tools onto that game, you are actually house ruling some yeah. safety tools into or onto that game. Um, which, you know, we've talked about safety tools before, um, but to throw out a couple um, when you do lines and veils or the X card, which tend to be the ones that, you know, unless there's a specific need for something else, that's what we do by default at my table. Um, and we do them no matter if the game tells us to or not, or if the game, you know, has them written in or not. Right. So they're just always. Yeah, I mean, we're fortunate again, the circle, right? Uh -huh. We're fortunate that we're starting to see games yes. baking their own tools into the game right yeah A alex roberts did it mm -hmm. um with um star crossed and uh, and uh and thank for you the queen yes oh I i'm sorry for the queen and also it then made its way into fiasco yep which right is there's super a content good. editing tool in fiasco mm -hmm. um we did that in yep. Turning Point, Turning yep. Point has safety built into the game so that it is not a add-on or house rule. Yep, it's not uh, optional. <laughs> Correct. It's it's you you actually to make it optional or to remove it, you actually have to house rule. You it have to out house of the rule game. it out of the game, and you have yeah. to change the character creation process. I don't advise you house I rule it out. Do it. <laughs> I will say that in the full manuscript of the book, we do talk about um, if you don't like particular tools and want to replace them. Sure, there are ways to you know there, there are, are you can you know, do you that. Can do different stuff. Um, and we talk about like kind of the kind of tools you should make sure that you at least have coverage for. Yeah, the kind of activities like boundaries, consent revoking, that kind of thing. Yep. Anyway, safety is absolutely probably the most common. At least for, I'll say for me, my group nowadays, I don't give a shit about dice, right? Like if it rolls yeah, off the table and you want to re-roll it, re-roll re it. it. If you want to tell care. me the number off the floor, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. But it may be, um, it may be more important, and I say this hypothetically, but if you're playing online games, it might be that like people want everybody to use the built-in roller. Yeah. Like the, like the roll 20 roller, as opposed to rolling your dice. Or no, it doesn't matter. Use the roller if you want. Roll your own dice if you want. Like, but that's also a place where this class of house rule yeah. winds up coming up. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Very cool. That said, let's just state it right here. There's nothing wrong with house rules. Yeah. Yeah. House rules are fine. House rules are fine. And they let you adjust a game. Um, to suit your group in a way that you can't adjust many other games and computer games. So, like, I think it's one of the perks yeah. of playing role-playing games. <laughs> yeah, don't, you know, you you don't love this particular, um, you don't love this particular part of the game and want to, you know, and decide you want to do it a little differently because it'll be more enjoyable for you. Awesome. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Now, the one caveat to this, and thank you for correcting me this when we did the warm-up. Yeah. 
if you make mechanical house rule house rules for your game, you are altering the default play experience of the game. Now, yes. that sounds obvious, right? Because that's, of course, that's exactly what you're doing. But where this becomes important, it's not actually important at your table that you have changed the play experience by house ruling some of your mechanics. It will make it more difficult to share your experiences or your takes about the game because you have mechanically changed the game. Yes. And your uh, experience of playing may no longer truly align with other people who did not play um, with house rules or not with those same house rules, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's just, and that again, that's not right or wrong. That's just like, keep that in mind. It just, like, it, yeah, it's just, it's just the reality. It's not exactly the same game. Yeah. And and again, your mileage with that will vary. Like maybe your house rule was pretty subtle and your experience was actually pretty close to everybody else's experience. Or maybe you changed something like, for instance, I'll, I'll just bring this up. Perhaps you're playing 5e and you just change, you house rule the mechanics for death saves. Sure. That would change things pretty drastically. That might have a pretty profound effect <laughs> on on your experience versus everybody else's experience who doesn't have that house rule. Yeah, versus I think like um, critical fails, I don't think probably a have, little. they have a little bit of an effect. It depends on how mean you are about them, which I guess Correct. depends on how you, how much of a house rule you have, because, you know, sometimes a critical fail is like, oh, I tripped and, you know, stubbed my toe and I lost a hit point. And sometimes a critical fail is like, oops, I accidentally fired my arrow into my ally instead and did critical damage. Yes. Right. Like <laughs> threw my sword across the room. <laughs> yeah. Like. So, you know, um, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, um, but all all that aside. So that's just a thing to keep in mind is that it does. It's going to have the potential to tweak your game experience versus everyone else's. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't invalidate either of those experiences. Just know that it is going to have differences. Right. So why house rule? And we hinted at this earlier because I cannot keep myself from talking about things that are further ahead in the notes when we talk about things that are further behind in the notes. I'm really bad at it. I just spoil everything, all the spoilers. Um, <laughs> anyway, tell Best me, why, ever. why do we do it? Why do we do it? <laughs> I've been off for a month. How do we do this podcast thing again? Right. Well, I think we're doing it. We just we're keep fine. talking into the microphone. Yeah, yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. we'll stop. Yeah, yeah. Right. We hinted at this. Earlier, you house rule your games because you are looking for a particular play experience and the default of the game, be it the mechanics or the implied, uh, the implied rules of narrative, whatever, don't meet exactly what you're looking for. So you apply a house rule to adjust, to shape the game into what exactly you want. I think this game is a little too brutal. We're going to make a house rule, turn this down, right? Like that mm -hmm. kind of thing um, for just that purpose. And you just, you're going to tweak. These are tweaks, right? Little tweaks here and there. Um, your house rules should probably have a purpose and desired effect. I don't recommend just house ruling shit arbitrarily. Mm -hmm. um, I And you can, you can, that's your prerogative. I'm a person who... And this is my preference. My preference is to stay as close to the rules as possible and adjust 
just a little, right? I'm also the person who cooks mostly to the recipe and adjusts the seasoning just a little. I don't <laughs> remove all the seasonings from the recipe and are like, I know better. And then right? go back and put a one-star review on the recipe and Correct. say, this recipe was awful. I changed everything. <laughs> I changed everything. And now this recipe it's doesn't taste crap. good. You're all it's wrong your and fault. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> How could you all give this five stars? To, um, that, po- to <laughs> that point, really quick, to that point, this is, um, I think this is a thing that kind of goes back to what we, that joke we just made. If you have extensively house-ruled a game, like mm. almost everything you've house-ruled, one, you're not even playing the same game anymore. And two, you probably just shouldn't be playing that game. Right. This is a conversation we've had before. Yes. It's been 100%. a little while since we've had it, but there is definitely a point at which if you feel that to make this game work for your group, you have to change many, most, or all of how the game works, then maybe the answer is that you like the setting or something about this, but this isn't actually the right rule set for you to be putting in front of your particular group. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's usually a sign. The more yeah. house rules you have jammed into a game, especially mechanical. Mechanical ones, yeah. The more mechanical house rules you have jammed into a game, the less likely the mechanics of this game were really doing what you wanted it to do. Yeah. At which point, you know, know that there are many other options to explore. Play other games. Yep. There's so many other games. Play other games. Um, it's totally fine. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So having told, talked about why we house rule, let's talk for a minute about when we house rule, yeah. right? Like, when do you actually apply house rules? And obviously, some of this is very flexible. Here are some times that we're going to name that pretty much cover everything. But, you know, let us know if you have some different experiences. So session zero, of course. Um, yeah, 100%. 100% because this is, if you have, um, for example, you've played this game before and you know that you want to use, you know, XYZ house rule that you played with before. Awesome. Now is the time to make sure that everybody's on board and knows how it works and has the right expectations, right? Because session zero is all about expectation setting. If you know up front that you want to play with this rule, setting that expectation is something that should happen in session zero so that no one is surprised. Um, it's also a good time to manage, um, you know, anything about character creation that you yeah, are. Yeah, because if you're if you're in a house rule character yeah. creation. You got to do it. Is, you got to do it right here. Zero, you yeah. have to. Um, and so it's basically anything that you know up front. Um, but while it's great in terms of setting expectations, you don't always know that you're going to have to tweak things up front. Yeah, especially if you're kind of new to the game. Like you've yeah, never played, you the played system this system before, before. So you're like, mm, let's get started. And so the next one is you can make house rules during a game. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that starts with uh, a ruling. Yeah. So, but other times it might be that like you're in the middle of the game, you're playing it and uh, you engage a particular mechanic and everybody at the table is like, oh, that is not what I thought this mechanic (laughs) was going to be like. Yeah. And so you might make the decision in the middle of the game to be like, you know what, guys, why don't we just do it the way we wanted, like the way we thought it was, not the way it's written. Yes. And see if we're fine with that. And I will bring one of these up because this happened to me. (laughs) Uh, forbidden lands we forgot the rule that as you take damage your die pool gets smaller 
And so what we were doing was the characters were taking damage, but we were still using the original die pools, which is a more heroic uh, feel to the game. Yeah. And when we discovered the mistake, which we discovered in the middle of a game, because somebody was looking up a rule, came back and was like, wait, that example says they lost dice. Like, Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And we were like, hmm. Hmm. No, thank you. And I stopped the game and I said to everybody, (laughs) I said, listen, do people want to go use that rule? Like, do you want to shrink your dice pools when you're injured? Because again, as you're injured now, it's harder to do stuff. Yeah. Right. Because you're you're wearing down. And the group consensus was, no, no thank we you. are actually fine um, playing this game incorrectly mm-hmm. because we like the feel better. And I said, cool. Then our house rule is you do not shrink your die pools when you take damage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we did it. We did it right in the middle of a game. And then I unpaused the game and we resumed play. Carry on. Yep. Yeah. And that that is definitely also an example of a moment when you made a mechanical change to the game. And it definitely means that your experience of the game was probably a little bit more heroic than folks who were losing dice. To that point. Yeah. When I talk about Forbidden Lands. Yes. If I'm talking about the things I like about the game, yeah. I very quickly qualify it with that you what adjusted we did. This. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's important for people to know when I say like, oh, no, the game was great. It was very, you know, we had a very heroic campaign, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's not and, necessarily what you'll get if you're losing dice. You may have a lot more attrition in terms of yeah. people dying and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it was important to just stop and say asterisks. Like, <laughs> asterisks, we did it. We did a rule. <laughs> we did a rule. This is rule. And it definitely affected the game. We liked it. Yeah. Yep, we yep. were all good. Yeah, for yep. sure. Absolutely. Excellent. Um, and then the the last time is after the game. Um, and this would be like outside of the actual game time is the idea with this one. So this is like, hey, um, last night we engaged the grapple rules and it felt really weird. But, Damn you know, so next week when we play, can we say that we're going to do it like this? Yeah. Right. Instead. Could could also be a thing that you read somebody else's house rule sure. on the Internet and you were right. like, oh, hey, I just read this on a forum. It sounds really good. Do we want to put it into our game too? to implement this? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Those damn grapple rules. Damn. They're always it's always the grapple rules. Super gnarly. Anyway. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> they basically all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you do a whole show about grappling rules? Did a whole show about grappling rules way back when way in the misdirected mind. It's way not even available back. on the website right oh, now. Oh, is it not? Oh, boy. oh no, no. It's got to be like, it's got to be pre-200. Like, huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm huh. pretty sure it's a pre-200 episode. Huh. Okay. Anyway. Moving right along. Moving along. House rules should be built by consensus or at least with consent. Yeah. Meaning that your GM, and if you're the GM, you shouldn't just state, I have a house rule. You should bring up the house rule to the group for people to consent or for people to help modify or whatever. Like, you, like I don't know. I'm the kind of person, I don't know, and I think this is just, I think this is considerate gameplay, is to be like, hey, I would like to play with Milestone XP. Yep. How do you all feel about Milestone XP? Yeah. Any questions, any concerns, 
is there anyone who's like heart is burning for points like xp <laughs> points like if they are burning. go ahead and say so we'll Give let's talk about it 10 points for yeah. this little brief walk i did in the woods so that i can be 10 points ahead of everyone else <laughs> i want to just i want to hand out game i want to hand out xp and games like sam and game changer <laughs> or, or in, actually in, um, in noise boys in noise boys like it just <laughs> yes a uh a oh what's a good one i don't know a large shrimp shipment's worth of points for you. A pie number of points. <laughs> the, yeah. Something like, anyway. But the point the point of being is that what we're saying here is like, it, even if you're coming from another game group or you've played the system before, you have your own house rules or whatever, your group should, it should be a consent and like everybody should agree to use these house rules. It is collaborative. Yeah, that's it. That's Just all remember, we're this is about collaboration, right? And communication. So, you know, everybody should be in on it. Yeah. So then the, the next thing is now that you've all agreed on the house rules, you should also have a place where you can reference said house rules mm -hmm. so that if it is ever in question and you need to have a rules lawyer moment, that you have some place that everybody has access to them and everybody can look at them, see them, see what they are and what you have all agreed to. Right. Yeah, especially if you replay games. Yes. So let's say that I'm going to go back and play Forbidden Lands at some point. I probably will want to find my, you know, my document with house rules. Now, in the case of Forbidden Lands, I have literally one house rule. Yeah. Um, you don't lose, you don't <laughs> which, lose which dice. Was just yeah. <laughs> but when I used to play a game called Corporation, that game had some like really like um, not detailed rules so there were a number of times we either had to make like i had to make rulings or house rule things in the game and for that game we just kept a google doc with all of them in there so that anytime we went and played that game we would just be like oh and don't forget everyone the google doc link is here don't forget here's our house rules for the game right here's the stuff that we already had to make rulings on <laughs> yeah we're not we're not making new rulings for these yeah, they're we'll all be settled using these ones they're yeah. documented Yep. Everybody just re-familiarize yourself. Yeah, refresh. Cool. Um, another thing to remember about house rules is that they can be rescinded. You're not making a permanent decision. I mean, you could be making a permanent decision, but you don't have to be making a permanent decision. So if you made a decision, for example, to not play with removing dice, and then in two weeks you were like, actually, it might be really interesting to try playing with that original rule. Um it's okay. They don't, you don't have to like live or die by that house rule that you made. And you can say, would you all be interested in trying it, you know, with losing dice or whatever that um, going back step is. Um, or it could be one of those instances where you go, ah, actually, I think I actually understand the grapple rules now and they make sense to me. Can we try it the way that it's written again and see if it works better for us this time? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the key thing about all of this, whether you are implementing or rescinding a house rule, again, is just consent and collaboration and everybody having the same expectations. So just has to make sure that uh, everybody is also on board for rescinding. Yeah, which actually goes to, um, again, I think I think that these are um, part of the same thing when we talk about uh, consent. Right. Consent is granted. Consent can be revoked. Yes. Like 
it just because you give consent does not mean it is etched in stone. Consent is ongoing. It's ongoing. Right. So that's basically what we're saying here is that, you know, if you're using, you know, build this around consent, you can grant it and you can revoke it. Yes. Yep. Cool. Before we wrap this episode up uh, with having had all of our thoughts about house rules, uh, do you have any favorite house rules or even um, favorite ones, memorable ones or common ones, like like ones that you might have, you know, used often kind of thing? Um. Well, so we always use safety, like we always use lines and veils, whether it's in games or not. So I will call that out. Um, And actually really funny we we haven't really house ruled anything for quite a while in my group because we've been playing almost exclusively powered by the apocalypse which is kind of the system that's basically written to play the way that we default play yeah you don't really house rule like you the closest you come to house ruling is you might make some custom moves right for some stuff not even that um so the 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 last stuff that we probably really house ruled in in my current group um, is, uh, <laughs> to be entirely honest, as much as I've talked about it, and I usually talk about the story parts, um, because I have to acknowledge we mangled the rules for, um, Tales from the Loop, right? My game of Tales from the Loop didn't look a damn thing like the game that no, you ran for Tales from the Loop. And I don't think we even read things from the flood. It hadn't even come out yet when we decided to move forward 10 years, right? Um, so that one is difficult for me to even say that we necessarily house ruled it. We were certainly using D6s in approximately <laughs> the way that they were written, but we were, we were, that was about it. Right? Yeah. You're just not playing the <laughs> same was, game. That right? was not like, the same game at all. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Right. Like you guys had a great time. We did. And, and, and I think it was one of those instances where the setting was extremely evocative and we were all totally cool with just kind of being along for the ride and sure. not really worrying about it. Um, cause no, otherwise, sense. if it had been something crunchier and we had been shaving all of the cereal, all of the, all of the rules off of it like that, then it would have been like, we should have played a different game, but, um, yep. it was fantastic. <laughs> um, so, so there was Tales from the Loop, which was uh, just sort of in terms of actually following the rules, just a kind of a complete wreck. Um, and then. <laughs> oh, the game, the game I know that you should have just played another game. <laughs> it was, because was scum and you villainy, couldn't even actually. adhere to the rules. Forget about house oh ruling it. Oh my gosh. It was scum and villainy. We really, really that. was a little more that. game than I think you guys were prepared to. Yeah, uh, it was, I, I have definitely, I, I can make no judgment about Forged in the Dark whatsoever because I played Scum Scum and Villainy for several months, but I have never played a Forged in the Dark game because that was not it. (laughs) Yeah, and that's actually a case of like, that is definitely not, like you were making house rules because you were figuring out how to resolve stuff, but you like were so far from the game that like, you know, there's a point. We were house ruling the fake rules that we had already made up (laughs) you lose like track of the horizon right like you lost view of the like you lost view of land in that one i guess is the best way what i learned what i learned in actuality was that the particular um very strict story structure of forged in the dark does not work for my current group which is why powered by the apocalypse does because we just go and story happens and we are not cool with you stopping story to insert mechanics in the middle (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so anyway, I guess those two are both random examples of us completely murdering games. Um, I'm not sure if that counts for house rules. Um, but you mentioned some others before safety, from your safety. D&D days. Um, my D&D like- days, we always did critical fails. Um, we also had some pretty specific rules about dice rolls. Um, and um, we tend to have some... Um, there are half jokes and half table culture and social contract stuff, but they're also kind of table rules, which is like, um, what time do we start playing? Like, yeah, actually, I actually kind of, kind of push those outside of that. Yeah, Cause that is, I think very social much contract. social contract. Yeah, that's fine. It's just for us, it's very specific. It's when Brett gets here, right? Yeah, like I mean, it's, not amusing, a, it's not a, but it's, it's like, not like half an hour or whatever. It's like, yeah, nope. I get it. <laughs> Well, I guess the the question is, if Brett arrived before everybody else, do you start playing right away? Well, in that case, we'll wait till the time that we told them we were going to start. <laughs> See, this thing's more complicated <laughs> than it's than it sounds. All right. Um, okay. Me, okay. Tell me some. Tell me some house rules. Sure. So probably, like I said during the episode, my most common house ruling is like I will mess with character gen yeah. numbers if I don't like where they are. I um. Boy, I think I had a hundred different ways to roll D&D characters before there were actual options in books, like sure. back in first and second edition. That makes sense. Uh, like, I mean, so many of those things went full circle and got like built into the rules. But like, yeah. like we did, um, uh, what was it? We did, <laughs> and this one's so bad, like hardcore players are going to yell at me, but this is how we did it when we were kids. <laughs> oh, no. It was 44 drop one. 44? I'm sorry, 4D6, okay. drop one yep. in any order you like. What do you mean hardcore? That's literally how my standard character roles play. Is that the actual, I don't think, that, is, is that the actual rules now? I don't know if now? that's the actual, I don't, I don't know. Because that's, that that's, is every that's character I've ever made. That's 4D6, drop, yeah, drop the lowest, the lowest. die. Yeah. yeah. How do you think I was playing rogues who had an end um, dexterity of 20? I was going, you know, second, third level characters walking out the gate with a plus five. Because if you yeah. roll an 18 on those dice and you get a plus two from being an elf, you're yes. like, I'm level three and I um, have a plus five to my dexterity. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> like, like I said, those were, and that was like first and second edition D&D where I Oof. know that wasn't that the was, rule. I, right? I don't know. I don't know when it became an official option or if it is I don't think it's an official is option. Is it not an official op- really? I don't think it's I don't so think commonly four used. drop one, is it? I really? Now somebody's going to tell us. Hi, this is your resident rules lawyer panda here, Ryan. I am here to tell you that yes, indeed. Right in the player's handbook on page 13, it does say you generate your six ability scores randomly, roll four six-sided dice and record the total of the highest 3 on a piece of scratch paper. Do that five more times, you got six numbers. You could also do a standard array. You could always do pipe by. Thank you very much. Back to the show. Somebody will tell us. <laughs> Help us out. Anyway, yeah, that's how I've I've pretty much always played that way. What else did I? Again, we talked. I mean, we talked so many, about so many of them. I, I, oh, I'm not because here's the thing. I try really hard to not house rule. I really, cause I really like playing games the way designers have played them. And I'm just like, I try to stay close, but occasionally I will, you know, engage Sometimes in a little house ruling. Yep. Yeah. That's okay. So 
but yeah, most of mine, most of mine tend to be around character creation because I will jump right into character creation and, um, you know, I will either give more money, skill points, um, like all of those kinds of things. Like I will, I will do all those. I will tell you a funny story. Mm-hmm. One of my, I think it was my first or second time running corporation. I was getting ready to do a character, to do character gen. And I was like, cool, let's do this. I was like, let's do something a little different. I'm going to just make this up, right, for the players. I said, um, I'm going to uh, let you make up a bunch of um, characters. Don't put any depth to them, just like stats and like some skills. And then you're going to be a hiring committee oh. that's basically going to hire oh, from cool. these pools of characters, right? And then I also was like, I will also give you a budget of how much cybernetics you want to um a lot to these characters and how much gear. Mm-hmm. And then also this team will have a, sh- like they will have a ship that they can travel around in because they're a mobile team. So the players were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they like totally got into it, right? They're like reviewing these resumes, right? Of these like character stats and are like, ah, uh, like that's our, that's going to be our killer. This guy's our hacker <laughs> guy or whatever. So they get, now I had, um, I had some rules that I didn't fully explain to them because mm-hmm, this was like 20 was years old. ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where depending on how much they spent from the cybernetics and the gear budget would kind of determine what they would get for a ship. Yeah. I think I was I think I was clear with them that was going to happen. Right. That I, don't, I didn't this, tell them the specifics. The same budget. So like just know that the more you spend, the less you spend on the ship. Exactly. Yeah. I did say that. I didn't have like hardline. So anyway, players being players. Spent it all. They, they were like, load these motherfuckers up, right? Like they just <laughs> totally jammed them up with cybernetics gear and all this stuff. And so when they were done, I was like, all right, how much do you have for the ship? And they like, it was some obscenely small number oh, for God. the game. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay. It's a junker. <laughs> In the first session, they head down to the hangar where their ship had just been fished out of the sea of china <laughs> it had a it had a it had fish living like in the center of it just it had um it had no um autopilot or artificial intelligence it had all these negatives to flying it in fact the one character used to fire up combat drugs before Flying, flying it the so there's so, so their stats were high enough. <laughs> Over oh, time, they had to fix and rebuild the ship with their own money. Yeah, but they were like so mad at me when they saw the ship. They're like, "What is this?" And I'm like, "You spent this is X amount of, money, of dollars, right? Like, like this is <laughs> like it has flight capability, it. kind of, <laughs> like, <laughs> right?" Like, <laughs> So they did over time. They like actually fixed the whole ship. They their hacker actually wrote the AI and also messed it up. So the AI had some personality quirks. Um, <laughs> That's the best, though. In it, yeah, it was great. But it was so funny because it was just. I guess that was maybe my house rules. I made up this thing, and I should have just known that of course they were just going to OP their characters and skip the ship kind of thing. Should have known. Wow. Yeah. 
but it was fun. It was, and we actually had a lot of fun playing that game. Like it was a really good time, but it was, they, the looks on their faces as the crane is like lowering the <laughs> ship and like water's pouring out of it. There's like a fish flopping on the entrance way. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Someone, one person's trash is someone else's treasure. Took them a long time before that thing became a treasure. Mm -hmm. But anyway, anyway, to wrap up, uh, that's our discussion about house rules. House rules are cool. They're totally fine. I don't think you necessarily need to go bonkers with them. But I do think that if a game, if you really enjoy a game and it's just a little off from what you really like, like it would be just better if it did this um, instead of that. House rules are a great way to uh, solve that problem. And again, it's about running games that you're enjoying. So house rule, don't be ashamed. Like, mm -hmm. just do it. It's just fine. Do it. Just fix it. Just tweak it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. We good? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. In order for us to close out the show and in order for me to get ready to make dinner, um, I need you to do a blurb yeah, about another show here on the network. Sure. Um, on FACO with Advantage, Ange and Jared love talking about RPGs and D&D. They probably know the answers to many of the questions that we asked today. <laughs> we are like the worst. <laughs> it's so funny we use D&D examples and I we know. are like the we worst people to give D&D examples. Neither of us have played D&D <sighs> in so long. You're playing I'm it right playing now. I'm playing 5e right now. Yeah. Anyway. I'm playing 5e right now, but it's like <laughs> okay. the first time I've played it in like 10 years. Yeah, like exactly. Whatever. It's yeah. been a long time since I've played D&D. Anyway, together they share their insights into the games they're running in the campaign journal and then tackle a variety of topics that affect the game in the DM's workshop. They're going to talk anyway, so they might as well record it. Maybe you'll even pick up an ancient D&D factoid about a previous game edition that you will never use. That's hey, awesome. and Jared, do they all have critical fail? What is critical fail a thing? What do, we don't remember. We don't remember about critical fail. <laughs> Can I just before we close out the show, because yeah. we did it at the start of the show and I just don't want to leave people hanging. Sure. Um, Chat GPT did actually yes. write The Nature of You and I, and I prompted <sighs> it. I asked it to write a song entitled The Nature of You and I in the style of Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. Is it a breakup thought, song, though? It needs to be a breakup song. Uh, no, actually, it's it's not Definitely a breakup a love song. song. Okay, well, I would write it as a breakup song. I, can I just tell you the chorus? Yes, please. The nature of you and I is something we can't deny. Wow. We fit together like pieces of a puzzle. Our love is like a rose, delicate and subtle. Wow. <laughs> it has verses. Like, <laughs> it, like, it's all right here. Like, it totally wrote. Oh, man. Right? Yeah. I need it to be I need it to be a breakup song though, but that's so good. Hang on. Hang on. Let no, me no, see no, if I no. Can just finish the show. Finish the show. We gotta finish make the show. This song a breakup <laughs> song. See what it comes up okay, with. Okay, okay, okay. But in the meantime, in the meantime, the closing, the closing of the show. Closing time. We'll get in trouble. If I sing any more of it, we'll get in trouble. Really? Um I don't. You're not supposed to play like other people's music yeah, and stuff. You, what and, if you just sing it randomly? I don't know. I don't know. Carry like, on. That's in the, carry on. Um, <laughs> whew, closing. How do we? How close do we? It? Do hey, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? <laughs> well, you can. Oh man, <laughs> sorry. It's gonna take. Totally, I legit forgot. I legit I know, forgot how it started. We both just sort of looked at each other and panicked there for a second. By, by the way, folks, just so that you know. <laughs> It's been years since we've written that closing blurb down, down anywhere. anywhere. It literally on the notes just says closing. closing. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay, cool. Well, you can find us still on Twitter, amazingly, although not checking as often, um, at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can find us um, each individually on Mastodon um, on Dice.Camp using the same handles that we use on Twitter. Um, you can find us on TikTok, same deal. Um, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once, what can they do with that information once they have found us in one of those myriad of places since we are like now just smeared across the internet trying to figure out where we're going to live? Uh, send us some questions. Yes, <laughs> just send the questions. <laughs> we we really like we like questions. We answer questions in an attempt to make your gaming experience oh, more boy. better fun. Um, it's really no secret here. Uh, we are moving. We, we've been moving this show for some time into the car talk. Yes. Of of uh, gaming shows. So send us your questions. Tell us the weird noise your campaign's making. Whatever it is. Um, we're here to help with that by providing advice, experience, um, our own unique insights into gaming, etc. So that uh, it is just fun to run games because the more fun it is to run games, the more games you will run, the more games you will run, the more games you will play and the more chances people will have to play, including yourself. And that just makes the hobby a better place, which is what we're here for. If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network. You can consider our you can consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. You will get access to our Slack Room for Life. You will get the Bamboo Lounge and the uh after show from the Misdirected Mark. Uh and eventually um some future stuff. I feel like 2023 is gonna be the year we start coming back around a bit. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. we've, you know, we're definitely coming, feel like we're picking up some momentum heading into this new year. So uh hopefully there'll be some other interesting things. But Slack Room for Life is awesome. And uh you just you can chat with us, you can chat with other listeners. There's so many good people in that chat room. I love it like a bunch. Um, and we talk about everything from technology to cooking to, I mean, we obviously talk about gaming. It's all there. Um, we even have a place where you can just go complain. Like there's just, there's yeah. room. You can just, but there's the people are there to listen and, and feel your pain. To be clear, it is a separate channel. So you also do not have oh, to listen yeah. to people complaining yeah, yeah, if you don't want to. You opt in on that. You yeah. opt in on that one. Kvetching. Just go to that channel and just, yeah. And if you're in the Slack room already and you need to go complain, it's the kvetching channel. Kvetching. You need to go just add yourself to that channel. 100%. Yep. Um, so thank you very much. If you are, um, if you are a patron, thank you very much. Um, if you're unable to patron show, we understand completely. There is just a thing you could do. Um, now we have to ask you to do it in a couple different places. There's a thing you can do <laughs> that will help uh, the show, um, helps us get seen by more people doesn't cost anything except a bit of your time and we do know that's precious but we appreciate you so much when you have a chance to do it send a what is that thing well you can um tell someone about it and that might mean in person or it might mean on twitter or mastodon or facebook or tiktok or wherever or you can leave us a rating of review on apple podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice wherever you listen to shows and download them from and that's like telling strangers that you like us which is also great but personal um personal recommendations tend to go a long way. I'm a big fan. Those are good. It helps a lot. It, it, helps it a lot. probably in terms of um connecting people to our show, personal recommendations are really the Yeah, they're kind of the key. But but reviews make us feel warm and fuzzy inside cuz we see them. Yeah, let's be clear. Reviews are for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Reviews are for please, us. Please tell us that we're nice. Yeah, <laughs> tell, us, tell us we're nice. Like, yeah. we like that, too. <laughs> we do. We're not local. We we're, really we're, do. We're not above this. Like, we like praise. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. <laughs> okay. Hey, before I ask you the final question, uh, ChatGPT went back to work and made sure. it a breakup song. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, do you have um, a chorus? I'll do verse one and the chorus. Okay, cool. Tell me. Um, we're just two souls in this world trying to find our way, but now we're standing here and everything's falling apart. Okay, yeah. The nature of you and I has come to a bitter goodbye. We fit together like pieces of a puzzle, but now our love is broken, fragile, and subtle. Yeah, okay, that. That is exactly that right there. Boom. Send it to print. Bam. Like, <laughs> send it to print. Good job, chat GPT. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Say send a. Yeah. Do you have a house rule that we might add to our um, Long Live the Queen game? Yeah. Um, chat GPT has to write all of the songs when we do the musical episode. <laughs> I was unaware of a musical episode in the... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if I agreed to that in session I, zero. I, I am. <laughs> but with the invention of ChatGPT, I am not above a musical episode. Um, let's be clear. Uh, I pulled the musical episode out of my butt. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Bloop! Yeah. Ta-da! Look, it's recording on my new We're computer. <sighs> what is that song? Is it back in a New York minute or what's that? I don't know. You just made me start. When you... When you when you said that and then you said what's that song I immediately started singing the Beatles so back in the USSR (laughs) don't know how lucky you are boys (laughs) bloop wow (laughs) maybe it's back in a New York groove in a New York groove maybe I don't think so well, let's not explore this right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, we anyway, don't need let's to go do make a, Let's make a show. we should make a show. Hey, hey welcome back. Let's make a show. Welcome let's back. Let's make a show. We haven't done this in a little while. Might be a little dusty around the edges. Bloop. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. We're back. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I hope they were good. Happy holidays. <laughs> Bill and the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holidays. <laughs> To you. There you go. It's okay, as much good. singing as you get out of me. And I know. Sometimes I get some. It's pretty exciting. Do the, do the love boat. <laughs> it's not too far off, right? <laughs> I haven't done the love boat in a while. Maybe for 300, I'll do the love boat. Okay, okay. We should do something special. We got to talk about what to do for 300. Yeah, goodness. 300, 300. episodes. That's bonkers. Jeez. Yeah, that's a lot. Bloop. Okay, that was me just counting in my head so that you wouldn't make fun of my fingers. <laughs> yes, I forgot. Thank you for reminding me. I can't unsee you. Like No, but so it was funny. But like, here's the other thing, though, right? Because like, apparently that's weird. Oh, bendy fingers? The bendy ones. Yeah. And that one, which is. Oh, that's pretty bendy. 
It's pretty bendy. This one is less bendy because I injured this joint. And so now it only goes flat instead of backwards like all my other ones. They couldn't get it. Jeez, they look at that. I know. Bloop. Do, do, Dad didn't make any sense. <laughs> do, 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 do. do you want to redo it? Do, do, no, do, yours do, was do. great. Mine was oh. weird. Keep going. And welcome to another fine episode. Is it? Oh, wow. I don't normally stumble over I haven't been here for that. a while. It's Sorry. okay. It's Try okay. Again. Bloop. Cool. Um, whoops. Oh, boy. New chair is... I did a thing and it made a loud noise. My apologies. Um, I'll try to quietly sneak back in here. Okay. Bloop. Show me what you got. 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 